0: if you have the desire to build a seven figure business this one is totally for you i am walking you through my case study of my 700k launch this was in 2021 and i'm walking you through exactly how i did it how i came up with the idea how i ran the numbers and why this was so symbolic to me because it truly did show me that i could do really crazy things right this launch locked in over 700k for the next year of just recurring revenue. So this was crazy y'all. I basically secured an entire year with one launch. And once that happened, I truly felt like I could do anything. And I started playing a way bigger game in my business. And that launch totally set me up for this year, 2022, which is how I had my first seven figure year annually, Uh, 1.2 million 2022, which is totally amazing to say. So take a listen, take notes. You're going to get a lot out of this one. Hey, y'all. I'm Taylor DeHaze. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a seven-figure online coaching business in just two years. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, y'all? So I am recording this actually when Texas is going through a little a little bit of winter almost and I'm low-key loving it. It is <laughs> it is November and, and it's chilly. It's like dropping into the 30s and I'm so stoked about it. And I was joking on my story about how, I don't know if where, of course, where you live, but if if you know anything about me, you know that I was, when I was a TV reporter, I kind of bopped around in the Midwest primarily. And I just, I've been in the Midwest. My I went to college in the Midwest, you know, M-I-Z. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And I, I love the cold. And so anyway, it's, it's kind of getting to the thirties this, this weekend. And I've had some people asking me if I'm hunkering down, if I'm okay. I'm like, Oh my God, y'all it's what? Like, it's not like it's snowing or anything is happening. So anyway, I think that's kind of funny, but all right. So I am sitting here and I have been really reflecting on, you know, this year I've, I've, I've made my first seven figure annual year okay so that means my company has made over two million in three and a half years which is really cool to say and you know the more we make as a company the more I'm able to impact you the more I'm able to impact my clients the more I'm able to support my team and really give them stability and it's it's a really cool thing to to do and I've been reflecting on just what were the really big, holy shit moments that I've had, right? That's the best way that I can describe them. And one of the really big holy shit moments was my 700K launch, right? I had this amazing launch, and I I truly never thought that it was going to be possible, honestly. And, and that's, not, that's not to say it was a limiting belief. I mean, I guess you could classify that if you want to, but I'll kind of go over my launch trajectory in in a minute, but up until this point, you know, and by the way, this launch was, it was at the end of 2021 and it was for my mastermind. And it was when things were really changing for my business. I knew that 2022 was going to be a really big year for me in terms of obviously income, but just the way that I was going to operate my business, I was going to really turn up the leadership. I was going to turn up the volume in the way that I coach my clients. I was going to turn up the volume in my coaching. I was going to turn up the volume in my sales funnel. I was just every, every part of this year was about turning up the volume in every single aspect and to set the tone, I I had a launch, and if if you've been around for a bit, you know I love launching. It can be, and it is stressful. I won't say that it's not. I think that anyone that tells you launching doesn't have to be stressful or it's not stressful. I mean, it, there is still some stress involved, right? Now it doesn't have to totally consume you, right? I don't launch very often because pretty much everything is is evergreen, and and you know we can. That's a that's another talk for another day, but. My biggest launch up until this point was about 141 k okay? Which is amazing. A six-figure launch is phenomenal, right? That's awesome. But I was ready for something bigger. I was ready to really use this launch. And I was like, all right, what if I just put all of my cards on the table and I secure my income for an entire year? Could I do that? Could I turn up the volume so high that I could secure... You know, three quarters of a million dollars in one year, basically. And we did that. So this is how I did that. I have a few steps that I'm going to kind of walk you through. And what I'm hoping is that when you're listening to this, if maybe you've launched something, maybe you want to launch something, maybe you've got something coming up, right? I'm not recording this podcast for you to go take Whatever you're doing and have a 700k launch tomorrow. However, if you are at the point now where you have a course or you have a program that has made you, you know, a good amount of money, and you think that that is your million dollar idea, right? Then I would say this is totally applicable in terms of the the, the amount that you can make, right? Just to kind of again talk about why this was so pivotal for me, it was just. It really was the moment where I felt like, damn, I I did that, right? It was symbolic because it really showed me that I could do really crazy things, right? And I think we often think, you know, all right, I've got this idea. Can I make it come to fruition? And I always say yes, because there is literally, there is not a single idea or goal I have had that I have not accomplished. It might not have happened in the time frame that I set for myself, but when I set my sights on something, there is nothing standing in my way. Like I'm going to make that happen, right? What's kind of like I mentioned, right? Like what felt crazy about this was that I went into I went into 2022 with over 700k locked in, or right around 700k locked in and we th- we're finishing the year with you know 1.2 right around there 1.2 mil but most of that income was locked in with this launch and this is where i say y'all stability and sustainable wealth is so 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 imperative now will i launch every single time i go into in a new year no most definitely not right my point is To anyone who is thinking that scaling a business or building a business is not sustainable, it's because your structure isn't scalable. That's the problem, right? Now we're talking about launching and cash injections, and I'll go into kind of, again, my process. But whenever I stepped into this year and I saw that, you know, because 2020 was a quarter million year for me. 2021 was about 650, 657. I'm forgetting the actual amount. And then 2022 is 1.2 mil, right? That is massive growth. But this was the first year that I walked into it with that amount of recurring revenue, and what happened was I felt like I could truly do anything. And I proved to myself that I could play a bigger game in any way that I wanted. And my team got bigger. My months got bigger. Like I've never, I've not had a single month this year where my MRR, my recurring revenue has been lower than 90 K. Okay. And that's insane to say, you know, I see a lot of hype on Instagram about like these hundred K cash months, 200 K cash months, and whether it's true or not, I don't care. But if you're constantly banking on the fact that you're going to make that many sales, I don't know about y'all, but I like to chill, okay? I like waking up knowing that I'm gonna have money in the bank. I like waking up knowing that like payments are coming in. That's why I'm really focusing on this massive launch because one, I think it's cool to talk about and two, it really set the tone for my year, right? And then my ideas got bigger. (laughs) Y'all aren't ready for 2023. Look, I am, ooh it is going to be a good one. But anyway, that's coming for another time. So basically launching is kind of my thing. All right. So I want to go through kind of what, what I did and how I made this happen. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go through some stats really fast. and Just a few little a tidbits, right? Just a few stats, right? My biggest launch that I ever had was 141k. Okay. And a few things that I did along the way were creating hype ahead of time, creating hype during, And being absolutely ruthless in the best way that I can say that. So my launch history in 2020, I learned what the word launch meant. Okay. I learned what the word launch meant. And let me just say, you know, a launch is not a sale. Okay. A launch is not like a seven day sprint. In my opinion, a launch is a course, a high ticket offer, something that is big. It is, you know, hella hype and I think that we use the word launch frequently when we're not actually needing to use that word. But in 2020, I launched a thing called Build and Rebuild. It was a fitness coaching program. It was a, it was a step into my private. Okay. It wasn't a high ticket. It was a step into, and it was a modified version of my private coaching. And it was a whopping, One hundred and forty nine dollars to join it. Good times, right? We we all start somewhere, and that was a five k launch, right? The first time I launched it, I I got like all my spots filled. They didn't have a coach at the time, but I think I sold it for like I don't even know something ridiculously low, and I was like, what did I just do? And then I relaunched it in twenty twenty had a five k launch. Then in April twenty twenty one, I launched Fitness Coach Academy for the first time, and it was a forty one k launch. I sold out all of my spots in four days. Four days. Four days. I sold all of my spots. Most people paid in full. So that 41K launch was pretty much a 41K cash injection. That was my biggest month to date. I remember that month was a 60K month, Uh, my average recurring revenue at the time was about 25k. So when I was making, you know, 20 to 25k, that's when I started really building out course curriculum, because I knew for me, and again, this is not me telling you, this is the only way to scale your business. But for me, I knew that I was pivoting to business coaching a little bit. And disclaimer, again, you, you can 1000% build a seven figure business fitness coaching. I don't know why there's this, you know, need to just be a business coach all of a sudden. But for me, I really did feel very compelled because I was getting inquiries about it. Right. And I wanted to do that. So anyway, 41 K launch and that was that. And then once I had that, I just was like, damn, let's do it again. So we launched FCA again in June, it was 141k launch, that was a little bit slower, though, that did take me the full eight weeks to fill my spots. And after that, we turned it evergreen, FCA became evergreen after that launch, meaning you can enroll anytime. So if you're a beginner, aspiring coach, or like, you've heard me talk about FCA there, it's not like a open door, closed door kind of situation. And then in the in June, right around June, I decided that I wanted something a little bit bigger, I wanted to create a mastermind. And I I, I I thought it would be small. Okay. Like it was not a million dollar idea at the time. I was like, this is going to be small. I'm going to have like five to six people because I had had people in my private, right? Like I had private clients, but I could only have like five of them. FCA like gets you to 5k, but like what gets you to six figures. And so that's when I launched a mastermind and I I filled the spots very, very fast. And then I started getting people asking me about it. I I kept going and then I realized, okay, I've got something here. So I really like branded it and I called it six figure fitness coach. And I launched that for 2022. And the idea was to become a six figure fitness coach. Now, when I say six figure, I don't mean just 100 K. Okay. Like Yes, I say the word multi six figures occasionally, but like realistically, there is six figure, there's seven figure, that's that's it, right? You're either a six or a seven figure coach, right? So I was noticing that people were, you know, hitting 10K months. They were hitting 15K months. They were hitting 20K months. There are people hitting 25K months in my mastermind. And so we launched it and that was a 700K launch. So cool. What I want you to remember as you're going through your launch process is you have to create curriculum that stands out. Okay. This cannot be something generic. It cannot be something that you've seen before. You have to create mad hype months before you ever open the cart. You have to talk to people and build a solid sales funnel and you have to keep your head up and not let self-doubt fuck with you. And that last one is really, really important, right? Let's kind of break this down because I know that you want to hear about my case study. So I'm going to start out with just creating the idea, right? I kind of gave you the layout for how I designed my launch. Okay. And I wanted to solve a very, very specific problem. Right. And that's what you have to do. You have to solve a super specific problem. So I was not helping any coach of any industry, right? I wanted to help fitness coaches, right? that has, of course, grown to more of like the health and wellness space for me. Right. So I've got functional coaches. I've got embodiment coaches. I've got life coaches. I've got mental health coaches, RDs. Right. Like it's all health and wellness. Okay, If you're trying to start a brick and mortar, I'm not your girl. There's there's certain aspects that I definitely kind of like limit myself to. Very, very specific problem, right? Your offer needs to highlight your unique coaching method, okay, and the problem that you're best solving. And this is why I think it is so, so, so imperative to really master your one-to-one be- before pushing one-to-many, okay? So I'll use Fitness Coach Academy as an example, right? When I came out with that course, it took me eight months to design and you know create and build and launch. And... 8 months from the idea to launch, okay? The way I designed that was because I started taking on one-to-one clients and I didn't know that I was going to build a course, but I just was taking on one-to-one clients. And then I I filled I got 8 spots filled and I started to notice that I was saying the same thing over and over and over again to all of them, right? Like it was the same process, the same formula. And then I started seeing they were quitting their 9 to 5s, they were going full time, they were having, you know, their first 3K, their first 5K, their first 7K. And I was like, this is so cool. I love this, right? I really love this. And I was like, okay, there's a need for this. Because I did see that there were coaching programs out there for beginner coaches, right? So I was like, okay, there's already a market out there for this. If I enter this market, how is mine going to be different? This is where the next component of research and development comes in, right? You want to make sure you know what's already out there. Okay, so I'm kind of mixing the problem solving and the research and development. So bear with me for a second. But I knew what was out there. I knew the coaches that were out there. I knew who was selling what. I knew who was good at what, who was marketing what. Now, I was very new to the business coaching space, right? I'd only been doing it for at this point, you know, just under a year. But I knew I was good at it. I was getting my clients results and I was getting results, too. I decided that, okay, my angle is I was laid off. I was fired. I worked a nine to five that I hated, but I was also so interested in fitness coaching from, you know, years ago, right? Like I I had been in the fitness industry for, for a decade before I ever started making money doing it, right? Like I would... I was at the Olympia. I was I was affiliated with sponsors. Like I was always working with Icon Meals. I was working with a Syvation before they were bought out by Cellucor. My part time job was working at a GNC, so I was constantly meeting vendors and networking and going to those conferences, and so I was doing everything geared towards fitness, but I was a TV reporter. Okay. And so when I was laid off, it was, it was a very easy transition for me. Like it was, was it scary? Yeah. Did I have money? Nope. And did it come fast? I mean, the beginning 5k did come within 90 days for me because I really was ruthless, but you know, the, the, my bottom, my, my point rather is you have to know what's different for you. And so for fitness coach Academy, I knew that my unique angle was getting laid off And building a business while working those hours, because when I was laid off, they gave me a six week notice. So I had to show up every day and still pitch my ideas and still go report and still show up on TV. And I mean, oh, God, it was brutal, especially when I knew that I was about to lose the job. Like, why would I want to even you know, give them my all, right? I was taking, you know, sales calls in between live shots and DMing on the road and all that stuff. And so my point is, is I knew how to build a business with little time. So that is how I created Fitness Coach Academy. I built this formula and framework and the modules based on somebody who has no time, somebody who is, you know, stressed all the time and wants to get out of their job. And I I designed it based off of me. Right. So I knew that was a different angle. I also knew that a lot of business coaches did not do fitness coaching anymore. And I did not plan to give that up. I still have fitness coaching clients. Like I have not given that up yet. So with that being said, I knew that that was my unique angle too. And so that's why, you know, FCA, I was like, I have to have people in here that are like Industry leaders, that's why Lane Norton is in there, Sam Miller, Lauren Conlin, Cliff Wilson, like amazing people are in there that are industry leaders, you know, helping with skill sets. So I knew I was ready to go, right? And again, the reason that I say solving a very specific problem, going back to that, is because oftentimes when we think about creating that group program or whatever, we just typically think of like, okay, how can we? Take our private coaching and make it a subscription, and like that's not what I want you to do. I want you to think about what can I take and make it high ticket, right? To make it different, because FCA, I mean, right off the bat, it was two two thousand dollars, twenty four hundred dollars, and I mean, it's obviously that's it's the price has increased since then, but you know, it wasn't like I I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a funnel to my one to one because your one to one is only so scalable, right? So I'm not going to talk about course design. I have a I have a whole podcast episode on course design and, and all of that, but basically just the research and development was done, right? I, I had to know what was going on. So moving towards the 700K launch though, it was the same process, right? Like I was looking at the other masterminds that were out there and I kept seeing the same crap. I kept seeing the same shit of, support coaches, never really see the coach much. The coach was only in Slack response time was two days. And the only support you got were from like people that had been trained by the coach. And like, there's nothing wrong with support coaches at all. I mean, I have, I have a success coach in fitness coach Academy now, but it did not replace time with me. To me, that is the caveat. Like it did not replace me. And I think that, you know, if I'm creating a mastermind, that is designed to bring somebody you know to that multi six or seven figure mark then I really needed to get my hands dirty. And at the time, Six Figure Fitness Coach was primarily for people just going to six figures, whereas now it is designed. You, you have to making six figures to join and it it scales you to seven figures. It's a much different mastermind at this point going into 2023, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. I will say that. So I knew if I was going to market this, how am I going to be different? I'm going to be the face of it. I'm gonna bring in shit that nobody else is doing. I'm gonna have a full-time copywriter. I'm gonna have my team with access, right? Like getting my my CFO involved, getting my OBM involved, right? Because these people did not have a, a key hire yet. So I wanted to make sure they had somebody to guide them with automations and building out their business. So I knew how this was going to be very, very different. I knew that having private calls with me and daily text access to me was very, very different. I knew that having access to my team was very different. I knew me running the show and not having a support coach was very different. I knew that 90 minute group coaching calls three times a month were gonna be very, very different. Again, I'm telling you all these details based on what I launched in 2021, some of these, Some of these details are different than what you may see on my Instagram today. Again, based on when you're listening, because again, I'm telling you about what I did over a year ago, right? So things have grown and we've evolved. But at the time, this is the formula that I had set up. I also knew that no one did in-person events and I really wanted to do an in-person event. So I decided to do an in-person retreat and by having an in-person retreat, I would be able to meet my clients and hang out with them. And I really wanted that community. And I was noticing that nobody, nobody had this community, right? Like they claimed that they had this community, but they didn't. And if if you've talked to me in my DMs before, you know that you're getting voice memos from me. You know that I'm really building rapport. And you know that if I do ever mention any of my offers and I, you know, pitch you, so to speak, you know, it's because you've set yourself up and we've talked about it. Like I do not, I do not push anything that I don't think needs to be sold to you, right? Like that's just not my game. My point is I value that community and I value that relationship and my clients know it too. Like my clients and I are so close. We travel together. Some of us have become, you know, really, really good friends. So I just knew that this was going to be such a different ballpark, right? So what I started doing was I started building so much hype before this launch. And I set it up perfectly, to be honest, like I look back at it and some of it, some of it was almost accidental. And some of it, I was like, damn Taylor. All right, you did that. You did that. The accidental part was, you know, bringing in five people for this mastermind that I had never launched in my life because I didn't launch it at first, right? Like when I just said, Hey, I'm going to take, I mean, I literally in June, okay. In June of 2021, I was like, hi, I'm going to take on five people And it's a mastermind to scale you to six figures. It's just a little group who wants to join me. I didn't even call it a mastermind. I don't think maybe I did, but either way I made a few canvas slides and that was it. And I filled the spots in like literally, I don't even know fast. And then a month later, people started asking me about like, when did I have spots open? And I was like, I was like, okay, I think I can like cap it at 10 people. And then I, I had a masterclass and five more people joined, like everyone joined after my workshop. And then before the end of the year, it ended up being about 15 to 20 of us and it all felt really good, you know? And that's when I was kind of like, okay, so I, I, I built hype before the launch kind of on accident. But then once I realized within the first month of my mastermind that I was like, okay, I've got something here. I think this is my million dollar idea, my second million dollar idea. And so I knew I was going to be opening the cart in the middle of October I also knew that I was going to be on vacation in October at a emo night Vegas vacation, (laughs) so on brand. And so with that being said, I started talking about it all the time, right? What, What I thought was gonna be just five people hanging out with me, making money and doing the thing, turned out to be something that was really, really special to me and something that I really wanted to scale. So basically, you know, when I say build hype, what I mean is show us some behind the scenes looks, right? I was always hyping up my calls, hyping up my clients, showcasing testimonials, like at least several times a week, I was talking about the mastermind. Like there was no way you could see my stories and not know what six figure fitness coach was. There was no way you could see my stories and not see wins that were like 10 K months, 30 K months, 50 K months, like all this crazy stuff, right? Like there was no way you could not see that on my story. And part of the hype also comes with pivoting your content a little bit, right? Because what I mean by pivoting, and we'll talk about polarity in a bit, but I had to pivot my content because up until this point, I was really focusing mainly on fitness coach Academy, which is, you know, start your business, start your business. And now I'm like scale, scale, scale. And so it was a very different messaging, right? So if all you've been talking about is one-to-one, 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 and now you've built something different, you have to tweak your messaging a little bit. And so that's going to start in the 90 day period before your cart opens, because you don't want to open the cart and say, you know, yay, six figure fitness coach is open for enrollment. And people are like, what the fuck is six figure fitness coach? You don't, you don't want that effect on them. Right? So again, I would show behind the scenes, look on my stories. I was creating really Epic lead magnets. I was, I did, you know, a three day workshop at the end of the year, like my formula to making your first six figures. I was dropping, you know, podcast series. I mean, I was using everything I could to hype it up, right? So the next thing I want to talk about is having support. Okay. This is an area that I feel like people drop the ball on because I think that, you know, if you're going to launch anything, you need to have support. You just do, you need to, because number one, if you're launching anything, you're making at least 20 K months, at least you have no business launching anything. If you are making less than that, truly you are still building rapport. You are still building authority. You are still filling your roster. There's no need to launch anything. So when we're talking about a course, we're talking about stuff that is going to be much more complicated unless you are a tech wizard and I am not. So I knew that I needed to have like my OBM was already with me, of course. Right. But you know, you're going to want to make sure you have an OBM who's going to help you with sales assets who's going to help you with the onboarding, the course build out, keeping tabs of your KPIs. This is so important, y'all. During the launch, it is so important. I haven't really said this yet, but I like to do long launches. Okay. This is one of my keys to success is the length of a launch. I like to do six to eight week launch periods because I prefer a marathon versus a sprint. I like a slow build. I also do my sales calls and things like that when it comes to my mastermind. And so for me, it is a process, right? I I don't find personally, I don't think I would find much success if I did like a seven day or 14 day launch. I don't think it would be the same effect with my audience you have to do. And that's again where the market research comes in, right? If you're somebody where every time you say DM me or comment here and nobody does your call to actions, you are somebody that's going to want an eight week launch period, right? it's it's more so common for people that are running organic businesses and that, that have lower followers, right? Like a lower following count. Now you can have a lower amount of followers and have great engagement. And that's not what I'm talking about. But for me... I have a, I have a pretty warm audience. I don't wanna say they're always hot, but for me, we have an organic sales funnel, right? So we're always kind of like outsourcing, bringing in new eyeballs, chatting with them, bringing them into the funnel. So I like to give myself time because the organic sales process is longer. So that's why I like to do longer launch periods. I also find that longer launches are less stressful overall. And we'll kind of talk a little bit about like what that looks like, but during that process, right? I want you to keep tabs of your KPIs. So I wanna know, Everything about your leads, how many warm leads you've got, how many hot leads you've got. I want you going back in the archives for every masterclass and workshop you did, who attended, who was hot, who's been in your DMs forever, who's always listening to your podcast, who's always voting on your stories, right? Like all of those like leads need to be tracked in someplace cohesive, right? I recommend Airtable, I love it. And then, you know, I also want to know what your what your performance is too, right? How many people are clicking on your links? How many people are booking sales calls with you? How many people are applying with you, right? Like what is your sales call close rate? Like you have to make sure that you are progressing emails, open rate, all of those things. You're going to be sending out very, very important information. Are you keeping tabs of it? Something that I do is my team has all of our marketing materials in Airtable, which I don't think this is unique but it's something that we've migrated to and it's very helpful for me and everyone else and so everything is an air table between podcasts emails and instagram captions right and after that has been posted my team goes in and they add all of the data that's correlated with it so open rate saves shares all of that stuff and that way i can look at my content in real time during a launch to see what is really hitting with my audience? What is really resonating with them? And again, that is one of the reasons that I kept that momentum and really always crushed it during launches because I was looking at data. I was looking at numbers. I was not basing my success or or lack thereof, right? On a feeling. I was basing it on data because it is not personal, right? It's just data. And you have to make sure that you are keeping your head in the game, especially if you might start to feel like, you know, things aren't going your way or you're having a doubt or whatever. You have to look at the data and having a team tracking that is so, so, so imperative. You know, not to go off on a tangent on KPIs, but it's it's going to be super important to just make sure you know what the hell is happening. Okay. Because you know, I, I have a post or a a podcast rather on what to do if your launch is flopping, how to kind of course correct your launch. And I talk a lot about mindset in that. Right. And like how to really overcome those beliefs of like, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm failing and like how to overcome that because I've had those feelings too. Right. But when you have data to fall back on, you can't, you can't take it personally. Right. Because you actually can see, okay, I see this. I have this many leads. I have this many sales calls booked. I close this many sales calls. Like, you know what I mean? Because you might feel like a sales call went really well. You might feel like you've got, you know, or or sometimes people tell me, like my clients will literally tell me, I don't have any leads in the pipeline. And then in two days, they make like five sales. And I'm like, okay, right. We can't base this on feelings. Like show me your tracker. Keep tabs of the 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 sourcing for you and getting conversations moving. So one thing I want to say too is map out your content strategy. Okay. Content strategy is going to be so key during your launch. So I already mentioned that I want you to plan more time than you think you need, right? Six to eight weeks of a launch phase. I also recommend having at least one person in your DMS. Okay. For maximum volume to ensure that you stay in your zone of genius, which is nurturing warm and hot leads. When you have somebody in your DMS helping you, And you don't need anyone until you have a good sales funnel, right? If you are somebody that is still floundering with your DM process, number one, I don't recommend you launching and I have podcasts on that. So go take a listen to those. But number two, I'm going to assume for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to assume your sales funnel is great. I'm going to assume you're making consistent sales, you're closing them, whatever. Awesome. Get somebody in your DMs. Like you need somebody in your DMs. And I would recommend, you know, Having somebody that is going to be in there for several hours a day, not just one hour a day, but somebody that's going to really uh, keep tabs of the, the, the sourcing for you and getting conversations moving. And the way that would look would be, you know, the first two weeks might be a waitlist period. But again, I prefer marathons, not sprints. So if you're looking at eight weeks of content or six weeks of content, you know, I like to have cohesion with my emails, my podcasts and my captions. Right. This is not the time to wing your content. This is a time to be very, very strategic. And I like to bring in heat and then dial it down, right? There's like ebbs and flows. And if you see my stuff, which I'm sure you do, if you're listening to this, you know, I have no problem telling it like it is telling it like I see it and bringing in that polarity. And I also bring in though ebbs and flows of like some nurturing and like, you know, Hey, open this. If you need some TLC or whatever, or I might have some lifestyle stuff in there, but either way, like you want to make sure that you are, for example, like I know I keep saying marathon sprint. If in eight weeks you're trying to sprint, AKA everything is just harsh, bold, blunt, whatever. It's going to burn out your audience, right? Like you have to have some ebbs and flows. So if you're posting every single day, like you should be seven posts a week, then I would say, you know, four of those posts need to be geared towards a topic that is for your launch, okay? The others can be something for your one-to-one, a client brag, a personal brag, storytelling, right? And also the call to actions do not always need to be apply with me, work with me, whatever, right? Some of them, yes, for sure. But keep in mind, the people that are likely seeing your post, for the most part, are your warm audience. They already know what you're selling. If you've done your job, you've done the 90-day period, right, of hyping people up, so you don't have to always say like apply for this, apply for this, apply for this, apply for this because you have 8 weeks. You have 8 weeks to do that. So, you know, a call to action might be drop a heart if this resonated or, you know, comment blank and I'll send you blank. It could be a call to action to listen to a podcast, to join a Facebook group, to tune into a live video, whatever it happens to be, right? And then in terms of your content strategy, you know, this is where I like to I like to do some fun some fun things where I I sprinkle in like spice, okay? So what I mean by sprinkling in spice is I will throw in things along the way that are like fast action bonuses, okay? Because again, eight weeks is a long time you wanna hold your audience's attention. So what I'll do is I might kick off my launch with a, well, in this case, what I did was I did a a three-day workshop midway through. And that was a way to really re-spark attention I dropped a very extended payment plan at one point. I dropped a, my waitlist bonus was a bonus month of coaching with me, which included a private call, a 2023 sales mapping or a 2022 rather at the time sales mapping event, like a mini retreat with me and a full month of Slack support in December one, which was one whole month before we actually started. So every now and then I would like throw these fast action bonuses to get people that were like, you know, to get people off the fence is what I'm trying to say. And that really worked very, very well. And so again, like that goes into your content strategy. So, you know, for a few days, you're really heavily pushing a payment plan for some days, you're heavily pushing a workshop for some days you're heavily pushing. um, I don't know a lead magnet that you drop that, you know, is going to get them in. So there's just ways to kind of ebb and flow, right? The biggest thing that makes the, that it made the most difference. And I'm ready for all of you to kind of like want to punch me in the face, but more time in the DMs. (laughs) More time in the DMs. I really don't know how to say this any other way because I know if you're listening to this, you probably are like, ugh, DMs. Ugh, I feel salesy. Ugh, whatever. Listen, I've got a million episodes on that, and by all means, listen to them. But Even though you did not get in business to sell, sorry, that's what you signed up for. That is literally what you do. You run a business, you run a service based business, and you sell. That is what you do. And I don't want you to get so caught up in the presenting and promoting that you neglect your DMs, okay? Because you'll likely spend a majority of your time selling, okay? And you're not gonna have a, you know, multi-five-figure launch or six-figure, whatever, you know, if you're doing what you're always doing, okay? If you do not change anything during your launch, nothing changes. I think that's a very, very, very important thing to realize is you have to really focus on what moves the needle and what does not move the needle. And if it does not move the needle, then do not spend your time on it. This is not the time to launch a podcast for the first time. This is not the time to decide you want to start running ads midway through your launch to test them out. Right? Because one that would take like at least 90 days to really get some data on, but two, like, I don't think I mentioned this, but I didn't, I did this launch totally organic. There were no ads. I, I, at this point of November 13th, 2022, I don't run ads. What has always moved the needle for me is spending more time with the people, right? in my dms creating slider polls making your stories very you know gamified and and making sure you're chatting with people right so just a few kind of final thoughts okay whether you are this is more for somebody who's like probably never launched anything or getting ready to but like do not launch anything new until you've worked with at least 100 clients okay you are still building reps and you're mastering your one-to-one launching should not carry your business okay launching should not carry your business. What I mean by that is if you are somebody that only has big months, you know, so to speak, when you launch something, that's a problem, right? Like that is it. that's not something that is scalable. You know, one of my clients, this has happened several times, that most recently a client of mine was making 3k months consistently when she came to me. She was always launching. She had a 30k month with a launch one time and I said, "Okay, cool, you're ready to build your recurring revenue." And within 7 months, she's now making like 25-30k of consistent revenue and we've launched nothing. Now, will we launch something in the future? Yeah, for sure. But that's not how she's gonna base her income off of, right? I also want you to start one year before you plan to launch a big course like this, okay? Before you plan to launch something big, like a mastermind or a fitness coach academy or whatever, you need to start a year before to plan that out. It takes so much time. Do not just throw something out there and charge a lot of money because that is not operating with integrity, right? Like we want to make sure we are putting something out there that is scalable and will help other people get results and do not launch out of scarcity. If you are sitting there thinking, Oh my God, like I don't know how I'm going to make more money. I guess I have to launch something. No, fix the problem. There is a problem. Fix it, right? All this to say, you know, I want you to realize that launching also, like one of the reasons that I was able to kill it with this 700K launch is because I had fun. I took three vacations during my launch. I think I took like 50 days off in Q4 last year. It was something stupid, like not together, right? But just randomly. And your clients want to see your lifestyle, right? So if you go into launch mode and all you do is work, 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 your clients are going to be like, does this girl do anything fun or guy or whoever? Right. And so just keep that in mind. Like you have to have fun. Okay. If you have a desire to run a seven figure business at any point in time, I want you to take notes from this because it's going to really, really help you out. All right. So, shoot me a DM. I would love to hear your thoughts after listening to this, or I would love to know kind of what you're thinking about launching. And if you're like, I don't know if I'm ready, should I do it? Then just let me know, right? You guys know my DMs are open, so I will talk to y'all later. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode? Share and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.